future Broncos. On behalf of Project Caminos, welcome back to another episode of Bronco Scoop. My name is Daisy Lemos. I'm a fourth-year architecture major here at Cal Poly Pomona and also student assistant at Project Caminos. Thank you so much for joining us on this new episode of season three. On today's episode, I will be giving you the scoop on what it's like to be a mechanical engineering major at Cal Poly Pomona. I have two very special guests joining us today in order to talk about everything mechanical engineering related. So thank you so much for joining us today. Could you both please introduce yourselves and your role at Cal Poly Pomona? Hi, I'm Paul Nissenson. I'm a, a professor here in the mechanical engineering department. And my name is Anna Hodalo. I'm a third year mechanical engineering student with a minor in regenerative studies and energy engineering. So mechanical engineering is a major within the College of Engineering. Can you share with our, with our listeners a little bit about the college and specifically what the major focuses on? Sure. So the College of Engineering um, encompasses seven different uh, engineering departments. So uh, mechanical engineering, where I come from and Anna comes from. Uh, civil engineering, uh, aerospace engineering, electrical and computer engineering, electromechanical engineering technology, uh, chemical and materials engineering, and industrial and manufacturing engineering. And there's 11 different bachelor's degrees or programs that you could pursue. Um, and uh, mechanical engineering is probably the broadest of all of the mechanical, or sorry, of all the engineering majors. Um, and uh, anyone who's in the program, I'm sure as Anna can tell you, you'll learn about a lot of different topics. You'll learn about, um, for example, uh, dynamics. So you'll learn how you can, um, uh, or mechanics, where you can learn how you can make devices that operate in a specific way, like a piston cylinder going up and down in a car. You can learn about materials and, and, and making sure that you select the right material so it doesn't break under given stresses. Um, fluid mechanics, uh, which is my background or my expertise is uh, moving fluid from one place to another like oil or air or, um, or water. Uh, we also have thermodynamics, so how you convert energy from one form to another or move energy from one place to another. We have control systems, which is uh, trying to make devices operate within like specific parameters. So, you know, maybe like a self-driving car would be a good example. There's other areas as well, but I think that covers most of uh, what mechanical engineering is about. I don't know if Anna has any any yeah. other courses that she took or any other topics that. Um, I mean, yeah, pretty much that covers. I think the only thing that we also get into a little bit is manufacturing processes. So we learn about the manufacturing things, how that goes on. But yeah, we learn everything. It feels like <laughs> you get lots of math and physics and chemistry and other stuff along the way too. Yep. So what can first year freshmen and transfer students expect their first year to be like? Are they involved in any labs or any hands-on courses that you guys can share? Um, yeah, I can talk about this. So definitely your first year, you get right into it. Um, the first class that you take is a CAD class, so you learn SOLIDWORKS, which is a program that we use to like make our models online. And that is by far one of the coolest classes ever. Um, it's really, really exciting that literally like your first semester, you could be taking that class. Um, and that kind of just like sets you off for the rest of the, like the, the years that you'll be here. Um, so yeah, like right off the bat, you'll be taking labs as well. So yeah, you really do get to have the hands-on experience pretty much as soon as you start the major here. 
Yeah, so when did you know what career or major you wanted for yourself? So I, I could speak about the career uh, and then I'm probably Anna could talk about the major since that's, she's a little closer to that. Um, so for a career, I was very fortunate that I knew fairly early on, way back in high school, that uh, I wanted to teach, or at least I really liked teaching. And uh, you have to have college degrees to, to teach. Um, so I didn't know if I wanted to teach at high school or I couldn't, at, back then I couldn't even imagine teaching at a university. Um, but so, you know, I got, got my bachelor's degree and I thought, you know, maybe if I wanted to teach at a university one day, I need advanced degrees. So I got my master's and PhD and, um, you know, fortunately I was able to come here to Cal Poly Pomona where my primary job is teaching. Uh, and um, I've been here for you know, 11 years doing that. So what about um, the major, Anna? When did you know that you wanted to study in mechanical engineering at Cal Poly? Come on. Yeah. So first, I actually wanted to come in as an aerospace. Um, <laughs> a lot of people seem to have that path. Um, when I was younger, in like sixth grade, seventh grade, I did like a rock competition the kind of like paper rocket you put on a pc pipe and then you attach it to a water bottle and then you step on it and it flies um i did one of those with a couple of my friends and we actually ended up winning the competition and that like really got me into like rockets i thought like i thought that's what i was going to do for sure um my teacher also gave me this book called october sky which is basically the story of um a group of boys who live in like a coal mining town and like that's what their future is supposed to be but then they like they they start building rockets for fun and then they end up working at like NASA and a bunch of like really cool places. So I was all pumped for aerospace. I was like, yeah, this is it. And then when I got to like high school and like actually deciding my majors, I realized that there was like more engineering fields. Like I really thought that it was just like aerospace and like that was it. Um, so then I started to like ask around and kind of see what the other majors offered and like mechanical really spoke to me because of how broad it is because I realized that I could do mechanical and maybe in the future if I really wanted to I could also do something in the aerospace field but the mechanical degree itself is so valuable because of all the things that you can do with it like all the all the classes that we take and stuff they open a lot of doors in industries so that is how I ended up deciding on mechanical and Cowboy Pomona was just a very easy choice because the hands-on like learn by doing um those are the things that people are looking for after you graduate and it was just i really felt like i could see myself here like succeed you know and i, I would just also mention that you know aerospace and mechanical engineering are there's so much overlap between those two majors that many universities actually combine them into a single department so uc irvine where i came from they have a mechanical and aerospace engineering uh department here we just have them separated um, but yeah, a lot of the mechanical is, is much more broad, uh, as Anna was mentioning, uh, uh, but aerospace, they tend to focus a lot more on aircraft and spacecraft. But I mean, if you get a degree in mechanical engineering, you could work in aerospace. And if you get an aerospace engineering degree, you can work in fields that, that mechanical engineers work in as well. Wow. Engineering is so complicated because like I study architecture, so I just know there are engineers that do like every single part of like a, of a building, but there's so like broad, like there's so many like fields that are within the engineering that you like, I don't know, that I like wouldn't even consider. I guess it's the same for architecture, like there's probably things that people don't consider that like, because yeah. I study it, I'm like, oh, like I'll notice like the little stuff, so. 
If you ever go to a major building site, a major construction site, they'll often have a big billboard that will list the different types of uh, engineering firms that are out there. And you'll see civil engineers might be there, mechanical engineers and electrical engineers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, all of them specialize in doing, you know, certain parts of that building. Yeah. So, so this question is for Dr. Paul. So you started a podcast called The Engineering Student Experience in 2018. What was the goal of the podcast and who can tune in? Yeah, so anyone can, you know, get your, your cell phone out. I don't know if it's going to show through the, anyways, <laughs> get your cell phone out and open your favorite podcast app. And if you just search for, um, you know, the engineering student experience, it's a little gear icon with a little mortarboard graduation hat in the middle. Uh, you can find it there or it's also on YouTube. And the, uh, the reason I even thought about starting it was, you know, I joined Cal Poly Pomona in 2011 and I kept finding myself every year answering the same questions over and over and over from students who were only, I mean, I thought about these questions, you know, long ago um, and they seem obvious to me now, um, but, you know, students are, are thinking about them for the first time. So for example, what is graduate school? What, what, is it, what do you even do in graduate school? Um, and, uh, you know, what, how do I get an internship? Uh, what's it like to work in that field or that field? And I thought, hey, you know, it would be great if I could just make a resource that I could just say, hey, no, go, like, instead of me talking to them for 20 minutes or whatever, which I'm happy to do, but go listen to that first. And if you have more questions, you know, come, come ask me about it then. And around that time, the mid 2010s or so, podcasts really started taking off. Um, nowadays, it seems like everyone has a podcast, but back then, uh, they were it was a little less common. Uh, and I thought, oh, this might be an interesting way to, to um, relay this kind of information. Um, so uh, yeah, we just started in 2018. And the, the whole purpose of the podcast is it's really targeting high school students who might have no idea what engineering's about and want to learn some basics about engineering. Um, so we have episodes on like, what is mechanical engineering? What is aerospace engineering? Uh, where I talk with faculty who, who explain what their fields are like. Um, I also have episodes where I talk with people in industry and they talk about what their day-to-day -day work is like. So the latest episode that we released was about an industry that I hadn't, e I hadn't even heard of called the food retailing industry, where I talk with a couple of um, practicing engineers from a nearby company called Hussman. And um, they make, you've seen their products for sure, because if you ever go into a... Uh, a supermarket or a 7-Eleven or whatever, and you see um, food display cases, they probably made them. <laughs> so they talk about, you know, what they do day to day. And so it's, it's for those high school students who want to have a better idea of what engineering is about, but also for engineering, current engineering students who may want to know like, hey, what is graduate school or what's it like to work in these different fields as they're beginning to think about what they're going to do for a career. Yeah, so part of my research for this episode was listening to the podcast. So I listened to the food industry one and uh, I was like so into it. I, I was like so amazed that it, it was like so like amazing to me, like how they were explaining to it, the like how everything that has to do with like just the food industry. But I listened to the civil engineering one because we work with civil engineers but at, like we have this ongoing joy, joy uh, this ongoing joke in the architecture department that we don't know what the civil engineers do. We know what the structural engineers do. 
we know what the electrical does, the mechanical too, and the plumbing and everything. But the civil engineers were like, I don't know exactly what they do until I started working in an office. And then I was like, oh, this is like what a civil engineer kind of does. But I was listening to the episode and I was like, oh, this is they do everything. I was like, that's why they don't. <laughs> that's why they don't do like one specific thing. I was like, because everything falls under civil engineering. But it was it's a really good podcast. And it's really I think it's open for like anybody that really wants to learn more about engineering. Yeah, we, we, I tried to, I, I've learned so much going through this process. Um, I'm sure as you are, as you're developing these podcasts and, and um, it's been a really interesting journey and, and where I am, as I go along, I'm trying to make them more and more um, appeal to more and more people who might just want to have a better idea of what engineers do. Cause mo- I, I, when I was in high school, we didn't have an engineering class. I knew what physics was. I had a physics class. I knew what math was. I had math classes, but I had no, no idea what an engineer did. And I even had an uncle who was an engineer, a practicing engineer. And uh, it would have been neat to have uh, had a resource like this back then. We have a new class of Broncos joining us this fall. Do you have any recommendations for freshmen to take advantage of their first semester? And what about transfer students? I thought about this. I was like, what would I wish I had done my first year? Yeah, And I think one of the biggest things that I would say is like join a club, even if it's not like a project-based club because you don't have the time or whatever, just any club that's remotely related to engineering. Because in the club, you get to meet a lot of people and you get to, I mean, I find it all the time. You meet people in the club who are in the same classes as you. So then you start making study groups, which I think are very, very important um, for like any class whatsoever you kind of being part of the club kind of starts helping you create that like support system that I think is very very important in order to like complete every semester literally um so I would say that and then the other thing I would also say is take advantage of office hours I wish I had done that my first year it can be okay it it can be very very intimidating like let's be honest it can be very scary to go to a professor's office hours and just knock in there and ask them something but that that's also part of creating that support system you start creating relationships with professors that can last your four years here and then you you kind of create that support system with people who have like a lot of people a lot of professors have been in industry so maybe you can get opportunities to that or just guidance honestly which is something that's very valuable so that's what i would say i would do if i was a freshman or a transfer student there's there's the same thing you know you're coming to a new campus you're, you don't know anyone here, or maybe you know a couple people that you went to high school or community college with. So I think those would be the biggest things that I would say. Yeah, those are great recommendations. Yeah, one thing I would say is that I think it yeah, can be great to, to meet people early on. The one thing I would be um, that we, we usually caution students against is getting, is joining too many clubs. <laughs> um, whenever you go from, whenever you have a major transition in life, it's going to take some time to get used to the new rhythms of, of um, you know, whatever scenario you're in. So if you're going from high school, you have a certain rhythm you've built up over four years, and now you're going to college with drastically different, you know, wildly different way of, of having classes, you know, so, so if I have a, in high school, you might have what, like seven classes or something or six or seven classes. If you try to do six or seven classes at a university, some people can do it, uh, but but especially for engineering, um, 
um, you're setting yourself up for, for failure potentially. You're going to spread yourself out too thin. And if you, if you join, um, you know, five clubs your first semester, you, you're going to spread yourself out too thin probably, and you're going to be sacrificing your, your schoolwork. So um, just, just be, be mindful that, that there's going to be a transition period uh, when you first, going from uh, a community college to Cal Poly Pomona probably wouldn't be as severe as going from high school to, um, to Cal Poly Pomona. But yeah, just always be self-aware or try to be as self-aware as possible. And you know, we're here to, everyone's coming to college to ultimately get a degree, right? <laughs> In addition to life experiences and hopefully some friendships that will last you a lifetime and, and everything. Um, it, actually, sorry, it's just to plug my own podcast again here. I actually have episodes on what it's like to be a transfer student and also what it's like to be a first time freshman where I also interview students who are at that time, we're going through the process of, of um, uh, changing, or I mean, they're in the process of just joining the university um, from either community college or high school. Well, that's great. Yeah. We have transfer students or freshmen listening that want to join. They yeah. can go listen to that episode and get even more yeah. info. So that's good. Uh, so, Anna, what does a current week look like for you as a mechanical engineering student this semester? I want to preface this by saying that this specific semester I'm taking a lot of units and also it's the end of the semester so everything is happening everything is due everything needs to get done so it's very very busy to say the least um so I have classes five days a week I'm here Monday through Friday um which is I think is very common for engineering but some people are able to sneak it like just Tuesday Thursday or Monday Wednesday but I'm here every single day um, I have class in the morning, Monday, and then I have, I'm part of a project team. So I have, I stay for that afterwards. And then I have class at night for Mondays and Wednesdays. So anytime I can get in between the project and the class, I do homework, I study, I do whatever I can, <laughs> take advantage of every single minute. <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have class all day from eight to five. So I'm just in class all day, except during U hour, right? Which is the hour where the university doesn't schedule as many classes. So a lot of the club meetings happen at that time. So I try to go as much as I can to all the club meetings, <laughs> um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Wednesday, I also have class in the morning and then at night, but then I don't have anything between the two. So if I have any meetings, they're usually at that time, or if not, I'm studying and doing homework and doing everything I can to get things done. And then Thursday is the same as Tuesday. And then Friday, I have class in the morning and then I work on my project. Um, the project that I'm part of and then I also have meetings usually and then go home which is Friday's a good day for me <laughs> and then Saturday I also come here for the project so basically we have a work day on Saturday as well and that's it so the rest of the time I'm just studying doing homework trying to get everything done if I can I try to go to office hours whenever my professors are available even if it's just to say hi <laughs> and then yeah that's pretty much what it looks like and as a pro yeah. Wait, what project what project are you working on if you could share with us? Um, yeah, I'm part of the Northrop Grumman collaboration project. So it's a project that's sponsored by Northrop Grumman, obviously. Um basically um Northrop is the customer and we as the team are the contractors. So they give us kind of it's a mission that they want us to do basically. Um we have a, a hiker that's injured and we have to recover them. So we have a um unmanned aerial vehicle and then an unmanned ground vehicle. And it's a collaboration with Cal Poly Slow as well. So they have a vehicle. So basically we all 
together to save the hiker and get him to safety and hopefully make it all happen. <laughs> and what kind of classes are you taking? Are they like mainly labs or you said you were a third year, correct? So yeah, I'm in my fourth year, so I only take architecture classes now. Are you kind of in the same situation? Yeah, pretty much all of my classes are ME classes, except for two. I'm taking one of the major required classes that we need to take is from the industrial manufacturing engineering department. Um, so it's about like, basically it teaches you how to make decisions when it comes to choosing projects and choosing equipment. Um, making the most economical decisions um, and then I'm also taking physics class for the energy engineering minor so it's, ba it's basically like physics but focused on energy um, so yeah all of my other classes are any classes and I do have two labs this semester um, one of them is also like a project-based lab so I have a project for that as well so yeah that's what I and Dr. Paul if I could ask what kind of um classes are you teaching this semester? So this particular semester, um, I'm actually not teaching too many classes because I'm also the associate chair of the department, which is a, a semi-administrative position. So I get a little bit of time that I don't, uh, time off from my teaching load to do administrative work. Um, but I'm teaching an air pollution class, which um, is uh, one field that a lot of mechanical engineering students don't get a lot of um, exposure to in their regular classwork. Uh, usually we care about trying to make engines more efficient. We don't care about what comes out the tailpipe. <laughs> but, uh, that's the, but my class is all about that, um, trying to understand how we can make sure we have cleaner air to breathe and um, all the technology and regulations that go into that. Um, I'm also an advisor for some, um, I, students at the uh, toward the end of their uh, their their time here at Cal Poly Pomona they have to do what's called a senior design project so they spend a whole year working with an advisor um, and so I have eight students working with me and they are trying to uh, design and build what's called a swamp cooler uh, basically it's a, an evaporative cooler um, it, it works on the same principle whereas if, if it's a hot dry day and you get your arm wet and you have air blow over it it feels very cold it works on that same kind of principle. Um, and uh, yeah, normally though I teach like fluid mechanics uh, courses. Uh, so we, we teach students about how to get fluids from you know one place to another, how to get water from, let's say, I don't know, a lake to a, a tank somewhere else, or maybe inside a, a chemical plant, we need to move chemicals from one area to another to undergo some process. You know, what are the equations that will um, allow us to uh, help design and, and uh, uh, the right, you know, how to find the right size pipe and the right size pump and the right size storage tank and, and things like that. Well, there you go. If anybody wants to take any of your classes, <laughs> now they know. Yeah. So uh, do you have any favorite courses that you've taken at it? That's hard. I've taken lots. Um, I will say definitely like the SolidWorks class was one of my favorite classes. It was so much fun. It was so cool to like be able to think of something and put it in the computer and see it and move it and stuff. Um, so that's one of my favorites. And I would also say we took an intro to design class. Um, I took it last spring. Um, so it was still during the virtual, but 
even still as like with the virtual, my professor really, we, we were still able to like learn by doing, like we had projects that we did. We did a lot of SolidWorks, obviously because that was the easiest um, because we were online, but we also did like hands-on projects. Like everybody built their own little thing. And it was just really cool to go through the design process with a group because it was a group project too. So you, you get an experience of working in teams to accomplish a single goal and you know, you get a lot of different opinions and, and ideas and stuff. And it was really cool to see it all come together in the end, like our design actually built. So I really liked that class. I, th I thought it was, it was one of my favorite classes, yeah. So as a first-generation student, there were a few things that I learned my first year. The two things that stand out for me are the syllabus and office hours. So Dr. Paul, do you have... Do you use a syllabus or can you explain what it is and what advice do you have for students about office hours? Because as Anna, scared, as Anna shared, it can be a little bit scary to go knocking on your professor's door. Yeah, and those are, those are really good questions because you know, these are things that may, you know, students may not know about in high school. You know, I mean, the, we're so used, Anna and I, and well, you, you also, Daisy, are so used to these terms that um, and, and these ideas that they, you know, incoming students might not think about, um, but they're really important. So yeah, syllabus is uh, very simple. I, I like to think of it as kind of like a unofficial contract that I have with my students um, that, hey, uh, it's, a, it's a document that says, you know, here is my grading policy. You're going to have this many quizzes. Uh, they're going to be, you know, roughly on these dates on, and um, we're going to cover these topics. And I'm gonna weight the quizzes with this weighting and the final exam with this weighting and we're gonna have homework assignments. And here are my office hour policies and various other policies of the class. And, and I usually go over the syllabus on the first day of class with my students just to make sure we're all on the same page. Um, and we're supposed to actually provide uh, a syllabus to, to our students. Um, if, if you don't have a syllabus, that's uh, you make sure you ask the instructor for one. <laughs> Um, that's usually something given on the first day, or sometimes you'll even get an email from the instructor before the class even starts uh, to, to uh, or telling you that the syllabus is now available. Um, for office hours, faculty are also required to have a certain number of office hours a week. So I have to have um, four office hours a week. I have half online, um, uh, half in person in my office uh, where I'm recording this now. Uh, I just had an office hour just before recording this podcast, actually. And um, that's an opportunity, uh, as, Anna, as Anna was mentioning, to come in and ask questions about the course material, or you could just ask about what it's like to work in a particular industry, or if you want more details about the subject that aren't specifically related to how to, how to solve a homework problem, that's what the office hours are there for. Yeah. yeah. So Anna, do you have any like tips or best practices when it comes to office hours or syllabus for incoming students? Yeah, definitely. First thing I do every single time I get a syllabus is annotate it. I go down with a highlighter, highlight all the important dates, write any notes if I have any questions so that I can take it to office hours and ask. But definitely like the syllabus is like I don't want to say like it's very important like it's very very important definitely read it um if you have any questions on it go ask because like dr nissenson said like it's basically the contract of the class so you have to know what's happening you have to have an idea of what's going on so i would definitely say that and as to office hours 
definitely check the time first to make sure that you don't show up and it's the wrong time. Um, the ME department actually, this is one thing I, I like, I absolutely love is we have, we have a Canvas course, right? And in there are the office hours of all the ME faculty. So you can go check, like if you're going to a professor that maybe you had a class for last semester, but you don't know their office hours this year, like you can go in and check that. So definitely check the time and just be ready to talk to your professor. Don't go in there and wait for them to initiate the conversation because at the end of the day, you're the one that's coming in. So have some questions. And like Dr. Nissen said, like it doesn't have to be related to the homework. Like I go to office hours sometimes just to like say hi to my professors or ask them something that's completely unrelated. I've been going to Dr. Nissen since office hours lately. And I just ask questions about things that I'm curious about because they've been through the process, you know, they've been through college, they've been through it and they know what it's like. So they're also a resource in that sense. It doesn't have to always be related to the, the, the schoolwork and the homework. Yeah, those are great tips. So how does the College of Engineering and Mechanical Engineering program prepare students for industry jobs or graduate programs? So if you, I mean, Anna's actually already mentioned these words, um, a little while ago, but if you, if you ever go to our, our website or you take a tour of the campus, you're going to hear two phrases over and over and over, and it's going to be learn by doing and hands on. <laughs> so we have a lot of labs in our engineering programs and our instructors uh, really emphasize or they, they usually typically emphasize the practical applications of, of um, whatever concepts they're teaching. They teach them some theory, but they also make sure they say, okay, this is how it's used in the real, real world. Um, I, I went to UC Irvine, which is uh, more focused on, on research. They, they have many undergraduates, of course, but, but has a much more research focus there. And um, they focus a lot more on the theory. And um, from what we've heard from people in industry, they really like Cal Poly Pomona graduates and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo graduates because uh, we both get them really ready for industry. Um, they're ready to go day one, whereas graduates from UCs tend to take a little bit longer uh, because they don't have as much practical uh, experience. Um, the, uh, but, the, but if you want to go to graduate school too, I mean, if, if you want, you know, if you want to go for a master's or PhD, our program also will prepare you uh, quite well for that. So is there any class that stands out um, that you've taken or that you've taught that has that emphasis on the learn by doing approach? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> every lab I've taken. Every lab I've taken. Um, more specifically, this semester I'm taking uh, machine design. Um, so I'm taking machine design. It's a lab and lecture combo. So there is a lecture portion to it, and then there's a lab section for it. And that's the class that I'm doing. That it's it's just a project. So it's a semester long project. That's what we're working on in the lab. Um, so you very much get to learn by doing because you have, you're given uh, an objective and a set of requirements, and then you have to design everything to make sure that it fits those requirements and it works. And it's something that your customer would want to buy from you. So yeah, it's definitely learn by doing the work with the group. You do a lot of solid work, you do a lot of building, a lot of testing, a lot of everything. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of it, but pretty much all the labs are like that. <laughs> One thing, one thing I would add, though, 
Um, you know, you, you can get a degree from any program, um, but, but ultimately it will be up to the, to the student to go out and get the job. So one thing that can be very helpful is in your, often in your, maybe after your third year or so that you start looking for internships. You know, you, you, sometimes they're paid, sometimes they're not, but getting that, that experience um, actually working as a, 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 a sort of an apprentice uh, at a real company can be very valuable when you go out and actually try to get your career after you um, uh, get your degree. So Anna, what do you see yourself doing after you graduate from Cal Poly Pomona? Um, so I gotta graduate. <laughs> um, well, one of the things, so I had the opportunity to actually do research um, my second year. I did a project throughout the entire school year um, and I really, really liked the experience. Um, it's just another way to put what you've learned in the classrooms and practice, but I really, really enjoyed it, the whole process from the beginning to the end. Um, so I'm hoping to go into graduate school after I graduate. Um, that's kind of my plan because it was just something that I really, really enjoyed. So hopefully that's where I'll be. Okay. So what res resources do you encourage students to take advantage of early at Cal Poly Pomona? And what recommendations do you have for parents who are supporting their students through this journey? Oh, this one's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, resources? I would yeah. definitely say your professors are a big one. Um, definitely the Career Center. Um, they have a lot of events that they put together. Like Dr. Nissenson said, you know, there's a lot of, like getting an internship is very, very helpful. And there's a lot of career fairs that happen. Some are engineering specific career fairs. So you have a lot of companies. I've known a lot of friends who threw their resumes in, in the bag during those and they got offers. Um, also the clubs are a good way to, Kind of learn more about companies they usually get industry reps to come by sometimes we take resumes too so definitely career fair and um, your professors but one thing i will mention is that the university has all kinds of resources they may not be easy to find sometimes but the university has resources for almost anything you could ever need or want the, the, the thing is though, someone actually has to want to go out and seek them. And so sometimes people wait too late to seek them. So if you notice that there's some issue that you need help with, be proactive and, and go out and try to, you know, if you go to some random office in, in the administrative building, it doesn't have to be even, or the student services building, it doesn't even have to be the right office. Just say, I need help with this and they can help steer you to the right person to see. Um, so just, just, yeah, it's almost anything you could ever need, any kind of service, there's someone on campus who can, who can help provide that service probably. Yeah, so uh, the last question is, what is the funniest memory you have from Cal Poly Pomona? Just so many memories, so many moments. It's also like a lot of them are probably online. Like a lot of my memories at least are online because yeah, most of my college experience has been online so far. But I would say overall, like everything, every memory is good. Like I don't have any bad moments or anything. Like I love my time at CBP. I really, really do. We have a, so one of my, this is, this is a bit of, I don't, I don't know if it's my, the funniest memory, but it's just one that 
is in my brain, so it must have meant something at the time. Um, but we have a very active uh, subreddit page. Um, if you go to like, you know, subreddit and you go to, you know, slash Cal Poly Pomona, uh, you can find it. And um, the very, very, a lot of support there too, uh, where if you ask almost any question about anything, you'll almost instantly get an answer from another student. Um, you should always cross-reference if that answer is actually right, but <laughs> uh, you usually get a pretty, pretty responsive answer. And so there used to be this game that, that students would play on campus where um, they had, it was called the rock hunt, and they, they would have um, a painted rock that they would hide on campus, and then they'd show a picture kind of, of hinting at where the location was, and then, then, then people would go off and try to find it. If you found it, you would then go hide it somewhere else and take a picture of that new location and so on for a while. And then eventually the rock stopped being found. Um, and uh, they called the rock Dwayne because it took me a while to figure out this one, but it was you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And uh, so I don't know, on the subreddit, I kept joking that I, I, I threw him away in a garbage can or something. <laughs> and so one day as I was as I was just sitting in my office, I had my door open and, and someone just, some student just walked by my office. I didn't even see who it was, but they just, they just yelled into my office, where's Dwayne? <laughs> yeah, just something that stuck in my memory. So we, we do have, we do have lots of ways of interacting with each other. Uh, this was before the pandemic, by the way. Yeah. So, but um, uh, there's lots of ways that, that, that you can um, become active on campus. It could be clubs. It could be interacting online through the subreddit and, um, I'm sure there's many Discord channels out there to help out with classes. So. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Um, join us every week for a new episode of Bronco Scoop. And for this week's episode, there's no question. Instead, I want to recommend you all to add the engineering student experience to your podcast podcast list as they will cover anything engineering related over there. Join us every week for a new episode of Bronco Scoop. Subscribe to our channel, CPP Access and Transition, or follow us on Spotify, Bronco Scoop, to never miss a scoop. Make sure to check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CPP Caminos to keep yourself updated. If you have any questions or want to talk about anything Cal Poly Pomona related, email us at caminos at cpp.edu. Project Caminos Bronco Scoop is supported with funding from the Department of Education, Hispanic Serving Institute grant, and Cal Poly Pomona's Office of Student Success, Equity, and Innovation. Tune in for more.